when times in our lives seem confusing and your world appears to be just a little too crazy. Go ahead and take a rest here. Laugh, learn, enjoy a little bit from the lives of others with author and business coach Dennis Mansfield. Then share it with others because joy is just around the corner. Welcome to Just Around the Corner. I'm Dennis Mansfield. Join me as I travel, give commentary on cultural events of the past and the present, and as I review entertainment trends and passions. Hope you enjoy the show today. Welcome to Just Around the Corner with Dennis Mansfield. Hi, this is Dennis Mansfield. Honored to have you with us today. And in studio is uh, my son, my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Colin Mansfield. Colin, welcome to the podcast. At long last, I've been invited on the show. I am so honored. (laughs) You know, you've been on the show before, but we had to do that creatively. That's true. I guess we did do a remote version with uh, when we were talking about New Zealand last year. Yeah, we did. And 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 having just come back a year ago from that experience, it really was a it really was a fun time to be able to talk about culture and travel and entertainment from the other hemisphere and what we learned there and what we did. Well, today's show really is, um, this episode is about the idea of fathers and sons. I decided to look at it from the perspective, since you were in studio, that we would focus on the things that all of us, the men in the audience, the women who love the men in the audience, uh, have, have experienced as a result of growing up in families. I, as, a, as your father, had an incredible opportunity to figure out what I did and didn't like from my own dad. My dad took us all over the world. And when we lived in Europe, when he was stationed there in the United States Air Force, we traveled throughout Garmisch and Bavaria and all over Germany and into France. And so from a little kid's point of view, it was just very natural that travel was a part of our lives. And then when we came back to America... Then we traveled across the United States, which was really quite amazing because as compact and and uh, succinct as the geography is of Europe, America spreads out. The East Coast, we were talking earlier before the podcast recording about the East Coast versus the West Coast of America. And you, I, I'd love to get your perspective as having been the recipient of your grandfather's um, wanderlust to take myself to take my siblings all over that, uh, you know, the European continent and then all over America. How did that translate directly from my dad to me into you? Well, uh, one thing I'll say is I'm very thankful that it was not a, uh, a Darth Vader 
uh, fatherhood. <laughs> I am your father. No. Um, no, there's, I think that's a really good question because one thing that Hannah, my wife and I uh, discovered early on in our marriage and in our relationship is that we both love traveling. And that's, I don't think that's an accident. I do think traveling is one of those things that's passed down. And if you grew up traveling and your parents traveled and, and gave that to you, you're more likely to do it. And um, so I, you know, from a, I guess, early on standpoint with Hannah's and my marriage, the very first thing we decided we wanted to do was on our honeymoon to go on a big European trip. Um, we, we thought, you know, before we have kids, when we're just out kind of on our own, we'd love to just go and do a trip through Europe. What I did not realize is that, you know, someone, and then when you travel with them, you get to see a whole other side. <laughs> and so <laughs> it actually ended up being a bit of marital counseling <laughs> in addition to a very, very fun trip. But I always recommend because of that experience, I always recommend to my friends and, and, um, and their spouses Hey, after you get married, even if it's not for your honeymoon, go on a trip together, either an international trip, a road trip, something where you both have to participate and plan and and make it happen because uh, it brings out all sorts of things about, you know, who's going like the eaches of traveling, like who's going to plan the day, who's who's the spontaneous one. Um, so that's very interesting. But back a little bit more back to your question from, I guess, a handing down standpoint. Um, we grew up. I grew up with my sister and my brother traveling with you guys all the time, um, whether it was road trips. I mean, every summer we did a road trip down to California uh, from Idaho, which is, you know, for a lot of people might be like the road trip of the year. But for us, it was just another drive. It seemed like we'd get up at 2 a.m. and um, choose our route, whether we were going down through uh, Bishop or if we were going to go Las Vegas or what we were going to do. Wherever In and Out was going to be available first, I think it was usually In and Out hamburgers. <laughs> absolutely, is the anchor to every good trip. Yes. For those of you who are listening are not familiar with In and Out hamburger, it's what a hamburger is all about. I don't know how to say it any other way. <laughs> Amen. So th there was that aspect, but then there was the international aspect as well, um, which we had the the fortune, I guess you could say, uh, to travel as a family internationally. And you've talked about this on the show before, Dad. How traveling the only real way to travel is to make it a priority and yeah. you know it does cost money obviously but there's ways that you can do it so that it doesn't cost as much our family growing up we were not wealthy um but we made it happen sometimes our christmases were a little bit smaller sometimes our birthdays were a little bit smaller but we did get to go on big family trips and um so taking that mindset now and applying it to Hannah's of my marriage and now that I have a daughter our family has been really fun. And the interesting thing is that one thing that we did not grow up doing in our family uh, was camping as a family a lot, at least by the time I came around. There was some of that, I think, with... We'd go to a, a camp on Catalina, sure. but we didn't camp. We didn't bring the tents. We didn't, oh my God, we forgot the cooking oil yeah. or any of that kind of thing. There was no, uh, what would you call it, drama or chaos. Right. It was planned, organized. Somebody else took care of the cooking. Right. And so for Hannah and I, the interesting thing has been taking the mindset of traveling and getting out, you know, whether it's a, a small trip or a big planned event trip, um, but getting out and actually camping because that's what we love to do. And so I think there's something to be said for taking what your parents and what their parents pass down, but then 
putting your own twist on it and mm. adding your own flavor to it mm. and giving it your own character. Um, and at the end of the day, it's still, you still get that kind of experience in the, the wild nature of getting out there and seeing a new culture or uh, seeing a new city you've never seen before, or in our case, you know, going to a national park we've never been to before or seeing some sort of natural formation. I think all of that goes hand in hand in a lot of ways. Um, when you think recently in the last couple of years, you actually had the honor of living in the South and coming from a um, home base of Idaho, going to school in New York, uh, going into the military. Suddenly you're finding yourself with all these y'alls and half and twos and <laughs> what, you know, the Southern voice. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know, uh, what was that like for you to go to Georgia of all places? You lived in uh, Marietta, Georgia, and you were still in the army at that time. And, and yet you were transitioning into the civilian world. What was that like with that culture there? Man, it was, it's different. The Southern culture is different. And especially coming from um, Boise, specifically Boise. I mean, we think of ourselves as in the Pacific Northwest and we are, but there's a lot of um, almost absence of uniqueness to our brand of American culture in that we, we kind of, in my mind, at least, but this is probably just because I'm from here, but we have, we have our, our little things that we do in Boise, but it's, you know, we don't have some big cultural um, thing that makes us stand out. If that makes sense. The mm -hmm. South has all of these very different cultural aspects, the food, the language, um, the dress, all of these things that really make them stand out. And so for me, um, Hannah and I lived when I was in the army, lived in El Paso, Texas. And then, as you said, when I was transitioning out of the army, um, those last three months moved to Marietta, Georgia. And that whole experience of being in the South, the Southwest in El Paso, and really the true South in, um, in Georgia was a very, very interesting. I would say I learned a lot about um, how most of the country sees the U.S. Because you got to remember, the South is huge. Um, this is something I didn't, I never really thought about. There are, I mean, some of the biggest cities in America are in the are South. Are in the South, yeah. And so it's not like, oh, it's this little corner of America that's so cute and interesting. No, it's like, in a lot of ways, that is America. Yeah. And so I, I you know, learning about American history, we got to visit um, a plantation while we were down there in the South, which was both fascinating and heartbreaking at the same time mm. represents a very, uh, I guess, deep, deep aspect of American history that uh, a lot of times in the, especially in the West, we don't have to confront, um, at least on a daily basis. Um, but then there's also the food. Oh my gosh, Southern food. I mean, there's a reason why it, it, it gets built up as this amazing thing because it, <laughs> Let me let me put it this way. In Boise, when you say, "Hey, we're gonna have a barbecue this weekend," yeah, what what does that bring to mind for you? You know, uh, burgers, uh, hot dogs uh, on the grill. You know, absolutely. In the South, when you say we're gonna have a barbecue, if you were to show up with hamburgers and hot dogs, everyone would be super mad <laughs> because a barbecue is brisket and pulled pork yes. and ribs and um, you know coleslaw and mac and cheese and all this. Mm -hmm. um, and so learning the art of the barbecue and just how incredible um, it, traveling through Austin, Texas, we got to on our way to and from Georgia, we went through Austin um, learning about breakfast tacos and true, you know, Texas brisket barbecue. Oh my gosh. I really changed my whole 
mindset on food and on cooking, which is really fun. So, and when I think back to the days of our travel, the days where we planted those seeds in you and your brother and your sister, uh, there was, there was this sense of, we were just making it up as we went. I mean, we, Susan and I were uh, just California kids and we end up falling in love. And the very first thing we do with my sister, Janet, is do a cross country car trip where we see things we've never seen before, go to the East Coast, see the East Coast, live on the on the uh, uh, ocean area of Ocean City, mm-hmm. Atlantic City in New Jersey, or the boardwalk and all that. And we, we were confronted with smells and tastes and things we'd never, ever experienced. So that put that seed in us, which then as uh, Nate was born, Meg was born, and you were born, we said, hey, let's keep going. We're going to keep doing this. And we did make it a priority. And I, I suppose for those listening to this episode, if you have not yet, um, you're, if you're young enough and you have not yet set priorities and you've been thinking of, of travel might be a good priority to do, uh, listen to my son, Colin, as he tells you about now at this stage in his life with a, a daughter that's 20 months old, that makes travel fun, not a problem. Uh, Most of the time. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you got to change the diapers. Yeah, true. And, and the joy of uh, you and your bride, Hannah, determining uh, this is a priority in our life. Uh, what starts the what starts the process for you uh, when you go, okay, here's our next adventure. This is where we want to go. Uh, location, location, location. <laughs> the three rules of real estate, I guess, also apply to travel. Well, and I'll say this first off that, you know, this last year with COVID and everything going on, that was actually a really hard part for us was not being able to travel. Um, we're out in California now, and I have never lived in California before. This is my first, the first year of doing that. And I was really excited to go out. California has, I think, the second most national parks, maybe the most that California and, and uh, Alaska yeah, are it's big are, enough. Both yeah. are huge, right? Both, yeah, exactly. And so I really wanted to go out and see a bunch of those and, um, you know, do the, uh, what's it called? The Pacific highway that goes mm-hmm. up the coast. PCH. PCH. Yeah. Which Hannah and I've done a little bit of go up and see San Francisco and all that, but we didn't get to do any of that this year because of COVID. And so we were like everybody else quarantining, you know, trying to do our best to but you did get out. We did get out. So share with the listeners about that. Well, I guess the making travel a priority can turn into even fun day trips. It doesn't have to be a big week long adventure. And so for us, it meant going to the beach. Yeah. We really wanted to get down to the beach, get down to the water. It's one of the reasons why we moved to California. Um, why a lot of people, I think, stay in California, too, is mm-hmm. uh, just the proximity to the water. And yeah. so we we got out and... Um, I think for like a two month period, we were able to go up to the beach every week, um, check out different beaches, take our dog, bring friends. So that was a lot of fun. So I agree. I think traveling is um, needs to be a priority, but it also needs to be a mindset. So back to your question about how we decide where we're going to go next. I said location, um, and that's really true for us. It starts with, man, I really want to see that. And that could be a, you know, as easy as, I really want to see this area we haven't been to before um, to, Hey, we saw a friend visited this place that we really want to go. We, uh, this happened with, for me, at least garden of the gods, um, which is a state park in 
um, Colorado. Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. right near uh, Colorado City, I think. Uh, um, Colorado Springs. Or Colorado Springs. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. That I was trying to right. think. Is it? Yeah. So um, we went to Garden of the Gods State Park because I had seen so many of my friends who were stationed there take pictures and show it. And I go, man, that looks like a cool place to go to. Yeah. We happened to find ourselves in the area and we did a Airbnb and we went out and we, and we saw the park and it was awesome. So, you know, for, for us, it all comes down to whatever puts that bug in our brain. I think when you make traveling a priority, you start looking for opportunities. Yeah. In fact, it's fascinating because I remember uh, uh, taking our family on a 27 state 30 day trip. This was what uh, your beloved siblings called the vacation from hell. <laughs> but it wasn't for me and it wasn't for mom. We we took off. And I remember going through across some stretch of highway in godforsaken state of fill in the blank because there were so many stretches like that. But it said um, uh, so many miles to wall drug, so many miles to wall drug. So. And it was 300 miles. Then it was 290. Then it was, you know, by the time we get to wherever the wall drug off ramp is, we were like, of course we have to go to wall drug because there's a sign, several signs. <laughs> and we pulled off and we went in and it was fun. It was a quaint place to be. But we found a postcard. And on that postcard, it talked about uh, Laura Engels' home, specifically not too far from where we were. That was featured in the surveyor's house, uh, the the one of the little house on the prairie books. We were reading that book in the car while we were driving. Yeah, that is too cool. And we got off and we went directly to we stood in the house. We looked at where Paul planted the trees. The kids, your brother, your sister, uh, they were just they were just stunned. They're like, we're here. And it connected something. Uh, your brother Nate uh, loved travel and traveled all over everywhere. Uh, he he had a bug in him that was just fantastic. Meg, um, my my daughter, your sister, absolutely still travels. Yeah, I mean her and uh, her son Cole were actually going to go to Spain this year before everything with COVID happened. They were. I think now they're going next year. So. Yeah. So you know I, I you know on the podcast. We call it just around the corner because our hope is that as people listen to the episodes, they're able to say, hey, wait a minute. I, I didn't know about that. I, I'd be interested in finding out more about that. Um, today is no exception. I, I want you to share, having been from the time you were an infant to the time you fell in love with the young lady that you married. Uh, we traveled to one specific place as a family, 36 years of going to an island off of the coast of Los Angeles. Most people might know the name, but they don't know the experience. Share from your perspective as a kid who grew up on Catalina Island one week or two weeks a year for all your life, what it was like for you to leave the home of your youth and go to the vacation home of your growing up years. Well, it's interesting because a lot of people, when you think of Catalina Island, I think a lot of people think of like a cruise ship destination or a um, a party spot, that sort of thing. I don't think of Catalina Island. I think of CBS. Mm-hmm. Catalina Island was a location where Campus by the Sea was held. And so for me, 
it was less about the island and more about the the cove that we went to, the place. I'm not to say that Catalina is not beautiful and, and a lot of fun. Avalon's a great place to visit. Um, but you know, any of the listeners could get, buy a ticket and go to Avalon and not have nearly the same experience that I did growing up because it wasn't about that city. It wasn't about the island. It was about the cove. Um, for those that that may not be familiar, I think my dad has shared a little bit about Campus by the Sea, but it's a a Christian family camp, a Christian camp, I should say, that's been run by InterVarsity. We attended the family camp every summer, um, but there's been a number of camps that have been held there. And we had the great fortune of being able to do that, make that a priority in our life, in our family. And it was things like uh, biblical teachings, um, a lot of, uh, for kids, a lot of really fun experiences. You're right there on the beach um, next to the water. So a lot of volleyball, a lot of sports, a lot of swimming, um, but then also a lot of worship and a lot of teachings about the Bible. So everything kind of comes into, you know, one there. Well, like my dad said, grew up going there my entire life. Little did I know that my wife also grew up going there. <laughs> I met her um, when we were little kids. Actually, there's pictures of me and her older brother, John, um, that are out there. And then uh, I knew of her family. And it wasn't until later on when um, we were in college that we actually met through uh, my sit or my, uh, parents working there and Hannah working there at the same time, you guys got to introduce us. You, you don't like to be called matchmaker, <laughs> but maybe there was a little bit of that going on. Maybe a tiny bit, <laughs> maybe a little tiny bit. So Catalina, I mean, that's also, um, my sister Meg and her husband, Caleb, Caleb proposed to Meg there right at, right, right at the, the cross, which is up on the hill there at CBS. So, I mean, this is a, a location that has spanned the years for us um, and has really become a, a deep part of not only our experiences, but also who we are. Um, and a lot of that is because you and mom made it a priority to go, to go there. It could have been easy to say, you know, we're, we're just going to go there every three years and we're going to go to Disneyland and we're going to go to uh, Florida and go to the beaches there on the other years. And I would not have had the same experience, but because you made that a priority in our lives, um, Campus by the Sea became this place of rest, of relaxation that I, that I as a child and now as an adult look forward to every year. It's phenomenal. It's a great place to bring this uh, portion of the show in for a landing. Campusbythesea.org is uh, specifically that uh, a lot of the adventures that we talk about uh, and have talked about today are found in my books, um, Beautiful Nate, Finding Malone. All of those are available at DennisMansfield.com. In fact, your <clears throat> latest novel, yeah. To Trust in What We Cannot See, uh, that whole experience in Vienna is based on a trip that you took that you've talked about, I think, a little bit before. You and mom did biking down the Danube River. and yeah. um, So you pull a lot from your traveling that goes into your books. Hey, I, I really do. That's a, that's a great point. And I, and I hope that it encourages others to travel. Uh, you know, there's nothing more boring than to see another person's vacation photos. Okay? <laughs> so true. It just isn't. Yeah. But if it, I got it, a slideshow, hold it, on, everybody it, sit it'll down. Take, it'll only take about two hours. <laughs> uh, and for anybody who's been bushwhacked into that kind of environment, they're probably, oh God. No. It's so true. Uh, what I want is for people to say, what, what if, what about me? What about my family? And it only starts and can only start with a sense of purpose to say, huh, yeah, let me find out more. When you find out more and then you act on that more, then you develop the more in your life. 
and my hope, and I know, Call from our time of traveling the country and traveling the world and, and you know, seeing you now, obviously, as a grown man with a family, travel the world, it gives me great joy, just as, I believe, I gave my father great joy when he realized that, that mom and I, that Susan and I, would travel. In fact, he once said, you know, you know, Dan and mom and I were seated, seated together and he says, you know, I hope the two of you never get divorced. I mean, I'm thinking, well, thanks, thanks. dad. That's <laughs> he says, but if you do, I want you to know we get Sue and you go on your way. <laughs> and I go, what, what do you mean? He goes, you like to travel? Just keep traveling. It's not a threat. Uh, that's a promise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I remember the smile on mom's face and I knew, okay, uh, we better stay together because, you know, that's the right thing to do. Uh, but, but I think when we hand off things, father to son, son to daughter, son to son, uh, there, there's some great joy that happens. And ladies and gentlemen, I would just challenge you. I know Colin call, call would uh, challenge you as well. Think differently as we come out of this COVID time. Think about where you could be purposeful in your travels to go see things that you've always wanted to, but you never really quite did it. Now's your chance. Get it well, done. And the last thing I'll say is a lot of times it's not about the trip. What actually happens during the trip, I think about the conversations I've had with my wife in the car. Um, getting outside of your normal rhythm of life, your normal um, day-to-day, you know, doing your job and coming home and making dinner and going to bed, getting out there and seeing new things. Not only is it cool to see those things, but it opens up a, 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 an opportunity to have conversations, to build relationships, um, and to make memories together. So it's not always even about the trip so much, but about the people you're with and, and that journey. Thanks, Colin, for being in studio with us today. All right. Happy to do it. Happy to do it again. Just Around the Corner is a feature of DennisMansfield.com. For more information on the travel episodes, please text Brown Sign Bros, that's Brown Sign Bros, to 72000, or Brown Sign Faith to 72000. Visit Amazon.com for books by Dennis Mansfield. I think you'll like them. Many thanks to Michael Seals for production work and for the original music. Acknowledgements to the Traveling Wilburys, to Nat King Cole, and assorted rock and rollers whose songs we occasionally sprinkle throughout the episodes. Kudos to Meg Rowe, History.com, Ken and Colin Mansfield, and my bride Susan for their inspiration and information, for their hard work and encouragement to make possible just around the corner. And finally, a wink and a nod to Kevin Miller in the morning on KIDO Radio, Boise, Idaho. Till next episode, this is Dennis Mansfield.